Inverse Genius Episode 32, Taskmaster. In this episode, Eric, Don, and Bruce talk all about the Taskmaster TV show. Hey, did you know you can go over to podpledge.com and search for Inverse Genius and see our Podpledge page. All that money goes to help support the ongoing podcasting costs, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks. And welcome to another episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast, the podcast that will never quite completely, totally, exactly die. I'm Donald Dennis. You can find me all over the wilds of the internet as well as video. And today I am thrilled once again to be here with one another, one of the Inverse Genius founders, the cool cat of podcasting, Eric Dewey. Ooh, or cool cat of gaming. I'm sorry. I am the cool cat of gaming. I could be the cool cat of podcasting. Who knows? Sadly. But- Sadly, thank you. (laughs) But more importantly, we are with us, the man who they say does a lot of partying. I don't know. It's Bruce Vogue the third. I am with you now here. Uh, Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, You know my voice. You've heard me before. You know where to find me. It's Brusco everywhere. Do it. There's a board game thing. Do that. Uh, We just did the Spielathon. Donate to them. Okay, cool. So (laughs) that's magical. You can tell we're awfully close to the holidays. Yes. Indeed, exactly. (laughs) But there is a reason the three of us are here, and that's because Mr. Bruce Vogue III has, in his wonderful way, seduced us into watching a show that has essentially taken over our lives. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this makes me so happy uh, that I could uh, bring this to people, Dr. Dewey. Uh, Thank you. Uh, the, the show is, it's a BBC show that's been copied kind of, oh, I say BBC, I, I will change it to, it's a British show, because uh, I use go. BBC as the generic, although technically it is now, um, but uh, it is the British game show, uh, if you heard a question mark, that's because there should be one, a uh, Taskmaster. <laughs> Hooray! This, so, let's what try is- to lay out the basic concept of what Taskmaster is. Uh, so it is, I guess we can call it a game show where five comedians are invited on to play this show. Uh, essentially what we see when we watch it are these five comedians, the taskmaster, which is a character, the taskmaster's assistant, which is a character on stage. And they will do some tasks, which are the games of the show alive where we can see them. And before COVID, it was live in front of a crowd in a small theater. Uh, And they will do some things live. And then for most of it, they will watch up on a screen because uh, an indeterminate amount of time before could be weeks, could be a year for all I know. uh, These comedians were all sent to a location to do the exact same tasks. And they did the tasks and... Eventually, we see how each of the five comedians handled each of these tasks. Uh, So we'll usually open up the show with a task where you have to give a prize because it's a game show. So there has to be a prize. So every person will be told, hey, you're going to bring this prize. And it may be uh, bring me the most interesting thing you can read, Uh, which is open to so much interpretation. So some person might bring a great book. Another person might bring a menu from a restaurant. Another person might just bring like a stop sign uh, because that's a great thing to read if you're about to head into an intersection. Uh, And each person will kind of deal with this lateral thinking puzzle as best they can. And then the taskmaster decides completely by their own whim who scores points. Uh, And they do that through the entire show until you get to the end. Then there is a final task that is done live on the show that is usually just something weird you can see. Often it involves eggs an incredible (laughs) amount of time. But think of it sort of like um, some of the things you would have seen on Double Dare back in the day. It has very much like a kind of a posh Double Dare feel. A Um, show I never watched. Oh, well, that's a whole other thing we'll cover on another show. Um, (laughs) But there, there will be things like each person on stage will have five different fruits or vegetables. They will pick one and then bowl them to the front of the stage. And you're trying to cross a line without rolling off the stage. And whoever goes the furthest without rolling off the stage makes it to the next round. It's those sort of things where they're just like wacky live games 
that you're dealing with that are in front of this crowd that is watching. Uh, everything right. in the middle, once again, are these tasks they've done at a secret location, and then they splice them all together and show us everybody did. And once again, the Taskmaster decides if there is not some sort of clear way you can judge it. Uh, a lot of the things have like a do this thing the longest, uh, do this thing for the furthest distance, uh, do this thing the quickest. And those are very straightforward. We have times we know what they are, but a lot of them are kind of lateral thinking puzzles that are open to interpretation. So, first of all, I, I had to stop myself from jumping in many times during this description. I'm sorry. Uh, because it's accurate, but it's it's interesting <laughs> how little of the formula is unique to Taskmaster. Uh, you know, yes. you look at, uh, you know, the chairman being the character uh, that's been, well, game shows a memorial, but it, it certainly reminds me of Iron Chef. Or yes. the, hey, we're showing stuff that we did out in the field. Uh, to a bunch of people, that's a, a grand tour uh, or a Top Gear sort of thing that the they do very well over in England and we don't see a whole lot of here in the U.S. where it's, oh, we've done a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to have a party. We're going to show you some stuff. And then maybe we'll do something here live with you as well. Yes. So. And I think there's a couple of interesting key things. The first thing is that the contestants have no idea how the other contestants did the tasks except for that final live one. Yes. Uh, and so that makes things really interesting. The other thing that's fun is, you know, it is a game show, but honestly it's an entertainment show first and foremost. So if you, someone pours their heart and soul into something and the taskmaster arbitrarily gives it zero points for no reason, or, you know, a reason that's funny to them because it's entertaining, it's okay. You know, I mean, no one's really upset if they don't win. <laughs> At it's least like I haven't you, seen any. <laughs> well, and with the, although there are, there are people who get upset, but you can't tell whether they're upset or whether it's part of their, their character that they're playing. The shtick, yeah. And the thing, which is fun. Um, but yeah, there were in the first few seasons, it felt like they were ragging really hard on the foreigners and the women. Yes. And it's, it's sort of mitigate, it's sort of, you know, stopped happening as much. And you couldn't tell, is it the character of the Taskmaster or that they're they're drawing attention to it? Was it not something they were intentionally doing that just happened? But Bruce, you, you've done more research into this show than the rest of us put together. Uh, do you know anything? So, and I would say what you're saying does feel very true as an outsider. Um, I haven't really heard it addressed too much. Uh, but what I can say is eventually they stopped doing it to women. Um, even as we... <laughs> come into the new seasons, you do find that if someone is very obviously not like a white British person, they do seem to just have a harder time of it. And I'm not sure, like that is one of the biases you will notice. I don't think it's so bad that the show's like unwatchable or anything, but if you pay attention, you will often see uh, the phrase I use in a lot of things is when a jump ball goes up, like in basketball you will find that like the person who's not a white British person loses the jump ball nine times out of 10. I um, mean, it used to be also the white British man would win the jump ball nine times out of 10. I um, mean, that has since gotten a little bit better. Um, I'm not sure whether that's kind of an intent of the show. Um, there are two characters that are going to be in every season. And right now they just finished their 10th season, like literally a couple days ago. And that is the taskmaster played by Greg Davies. Um, Who, by and, the way, is six foot eight? So your jump ball analogy doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well yeah, he's the British white guy, a monster. Yeah, um, and he has his assistant Alex Horn, who he calls Who's six Little foot Alex two. Horn. <laughs> uh, Alex Horn six one. Six um, one, yeah. But next to Greg Davies, he looks like a child. It's sort of the Penn and Teller <laughs> thing. Have you ever seen Penn and Teller? Penn is like six seven. Teller is a normal sized guy. Teller is, you know, like five eleven. You know, like I've stood next to Teller. He, he's a, you're like, oh, that's a person. And then you see uh a Pendulette come by and you're like, oh, well that that dude's an ogre. Uh, <laughs> same thing if you've ever uh, I'll do it even more so for gamers. If you've ever seen a human being next to Tom Vassell. Uh, it's there you go. Because Tom Vassell's <laughs> like a, a like a hill ogre too, um, and he's just a massive guy. So anybody you put next to him, all of a sudden perspective doesn't work anymore. Um, and that's part of what they do with Greg Davies. Um, and over time, the characters kind of evolved to where he's gone from like a, a really angry boss to something of like a sadistic father figure. 
Um, so here's here's my little pet theory, right? Yeah. Greg Davies seems to be, not, he, you know, the shtick is he picks on Alex Horn, like Alex Horn lives in his house and yeah. is his servant. You know, that's kind of the shtick. But he picks on him more if Greg Davies has facial hair, like a goatee <laughs> or a beard. But when he's clean shaven, he seems to be a little nicer. So I, I, I feel a little mirror, mirror thing going on there. <laughs> that, that wouldn't. And like, that's wow. the kind of thing the show just might do. Um, don't think for a second that looking into it that hard that there may not be somebody that does that. Uh, the other thing to note is, is the assistant Alex Horn is also the game designer for all of the stuff. He's he's kind of the, the one of the main drivers behind it. So part of the tongue in cheek joke there is the little assistant Horn, Alex Horn is actually in essence, the boss, Greg Davies, is an employee. <laughs> yeah, Greg Davies is literally just a character to make it work. This all started, Alex Horn started this game at, oh God, I cannot remember what the name of the comedy festival was, but apparently Alex Horn had his kid and one of his friends won Fringe, and I can't remember where Fringe is, whether it's uh, Scotland or whatever Fringe it is, uh, but his friend like won the top prize and it upset Alex Horn because he's a jealous man. <laughs> so he said, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my own competition and I'm going to make these comedians dance for me. So he started <laughs> for a year. He would send a different task to these comedians for 12 months. And then he showed up at fringe and ran this show for the crowd where he showed you how they all worked it out. And that was how taskmaster started. And the very first task was put an amount of money in my bank account. The most money wins. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, and that's nice. some of those tasks, and, and honestly, it's the tasks that are really the tasks and the people, because as the series goes on, you really get to know the comedians and, and look to see how they're going to handle these particular tasks. But yeah, when you give something like uh, one of the prize tasks was uh, the most, was it the most amount of money? I think it was. Yes. You know, bring the most amount of money. And one guy converted it into Vietnamese dong, I think. Yep. Um, and so you had two million of that and somebody else brought a blank check, you know, and it's, it's always funny to kind of just see, see where they're going to go, how they're going to interpret and try and eke out an edge uh, when they yeah, perform. I've got to say that, that the, the blank check is the one that told me 100% that the prize exchange is completely fraudulent right there. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like I, I suspected it when the person brought in their bathroom or their mother's uh, garden stuff. But someone brings a blank check and you're like, um, all right, you're straining my cred credibility, credulity, whatever it is. You're straining it really hard. But it's still funny. It is, oh, yes. I, okay. Don't want to take anything from it. But so one of the things that Bruce was mentioning how Alex was the guy, right? He's, he's the guy behind the show. I didn't tell Connie that up front. And you see some of these things and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're putting Alex through X, Y, or Z. And I, I don't want to do any spoilers, but I'm just going to say there's a bit with a cake. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, yes. Or a make me a meal or do a thing. Uh, all of yeah. which where Alex gets tormented fiercely. And it certainly goes along with the character that he's playing in the show who, well, this is why he likes Greg Davies because he does these stupid things to him. But when you realize, oh, he's designing these games, this he's done this to himself. It makes it all the better, all the more hilarious. Oh, definitely. And this is a game, it's been, uh, the Taskmaster kind of brand has been done over and over in country after country after country. And oh. uh, one of the things to notice, so we did it in the U.S., we had Reggie Watts as the Taskmaster, uh, and we also had Alex Horn come over as the assistant. Uh, and it was so in England, it's like there's a house that they, they do all the stuff in that it's filmed from. There's a there's like a yard. There is a place called the lab, which is like just covered in plastic and looks like uh, Dexter just murdered a body. There right, which is, is like, a, yeah, it's, it's just a room in the house. Yeah, it's just a room in the house that's just covered in plastic. Uh, you know, there's sort of a front room in the house. The front yard outside is like a, a like a Winnebago camper van. Uh, there is a uh, shed. And I say all of this. I know as you're hearing it, you're like, what do I what, do, what does that matter? Because all of this can come into play in these games. Um, there is also a kitchen. You know, there's always a kitchen. You are aware there must be a bathroom somewhere, but it doesn't come up much unless they need water for something. And mm -hmm. then uh, there is like a library which plays in the game a ton. Um so 
while this stuff happens, when it happens in other countries, they have to change the layout because they have different stuff. When it was done in LA, it was done, the house had a pool, which was a big change, and some of the rooms were missing. Uh, when they do it in um, uh, the Netherlands, the house is different and they can do different things. You also notice that if it doesn't have Alex Horn, things get like needlessly uptight. And, and that is to say, Alex Horn made the games. And once you know that, you understand why when people break the games, Alex Horn essentially, rather than worrying about the rules of a game like a game designer might, he is an improv comedian. So he goes, okay, sure, that's fine. Figure it out if you think this helps you. Um, there is one, we're going to have to do a couple spoilers to kind of explain how some of these games work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's one where they someone walks into the lab and there are um, like letters from an elementary school, like individual letters, like A, B, C, D, E, hanging from the ceiling. And all of the tasks are given to you. If you know uh, Super Smash Brothers, it's pretty much the Super Smash Brothers invitation. It's a sealed invitation with a wax seal on it. You cut the wax seal and it tells you what your challenge is. One in the lab, all these letters are hanging from the ceiling. And uh, someone opens the thing up and it says, uh, take one of the letters now. And most people are like, I'll take a B, I'll take a Z, I'll take this M because it looks like a W. And one of the people in the show goes, I'm holding a letter, right? And he said, yeah, yes, you are. She said, I'll take this letter then. <laughs> um, and, and if it's like, if it's done in another country and it doesn't directly have Alex Horn, those seem to be things that like I've watched the Taskmaster's assistants not know how to deal with. Uh, it does seem that Alex Horn just says, Okay, uh, let's see how that changes everything. Okay, cool. That's yours. Now what? Um, that's really and that's, to see. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot of the fun because the tasks themselves tend to be fairly simple, fairly straightforward, but open to a lot of interpretation. And ultimately, it's the taskmaster himself who's going to reward points. So Alex kind of lets it run a lot of times, and then you know Greg Davies will decide. Nope, you broke the rules. There's zero points. Oh, that's a question I actually have. Is does is Greg Davies actually determining what points people get or is it on the iPad or on the cards? I really feel he is. It really seems like that like they've gone over a lot of stuff beforehand, but the actual how they execute them, he always seems to be fairly surprised about. So I don't think he gets to see the final you know, bit of each task. At least that's the way it looks to me. Or he only pays about as much attention to things as I do. Uh, it, I don't know. It literally is a surprise, even though he saw it 10 minutes earlier. But either way, I guess it's the same effect. <laughs> yeah. There's there's definitely like, and we talked about this when we first started, there's like what I call a pro wrestling aspect to this. Um, we talked about in the wrestling episode, Kayfabe, the idea that we all pretend it's true, even though we know it's fake. Um, yep. I think there is a certain amount of that, because there are some episodes where like, there are some competitors in this game that are just bad. Uh, they just don't get it. They never pick up on the lateral thinking puzzles, but they're they all, didn't they're not watch like, the series before they joined them. <laughs> yeah, they just were like, oh, okay, my agent told me to be a laugh and I'll get in front of a bunch of people, so I'm here. Um, and sometimes what they'll do is, is they'll take an entire season to beat that person mm, senseless with how yep. dumb they've been. And then they always have this like rising from the Phoenix episode where mm -hmm. they can do no wrong at all. Um, and my guess is that that is planned because the beating that you take the six episodes before we get to your episode where we took your best tasks and put them out um, tells me that there probably isn't a lot of leeway that's been given. I think that's all to look that way. I well, think Greg Davies is just a really good performer. And so is Alex Horn, to be honest. And I also sort of feel like that they just have them do a whole bunch of tasks and then in post, they decide which tasks go in which episode. Yes. And so it's like, oh, you did really good on these tasks. We want to yeah. make sure you don't look like an idiot the entire series because contracts or getting other people on the show in the future. We want you to be able to point to the one episode where you did well. And so we're going to give that to you. Yeah, I think that is a thousand percent true. Um, I do not believe that the people that are watching, I don't think the comedians that are in know what the arc is going to be. I don't think they know who's winning. I don't think they know the predetermined winner. Right. Um, I do definitely think that the people on the production side 
uh, have it worked out. But I think there's a lot of room in the middle. You know, it might be just as simple as, uh, okay, guys, so this episode, Noel Fielding is going to win. Uh, you've got two tasks in the middle. He gets five here, he gets five here, he gets five here. As long as you don't give him five on the, t- on the third task, uh, you know, it's in God's hands for the final one. That's in front of everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So just don't give him five on the, okay, yeah, the first one, you can't give him five. Give him anything else but five, whatever he feels good, and we'll see how he does in the end. That feels to me like probably the amount of like booking that there is on the show. And it, it's I also, would, also possible that they didn't, that they don't. I mean, yes, this could be what happens, but there's no stakes in the game. No, so it could not at be all. just a, whatever happens, happens, but we're going to put the ones where they win the object, the ones that they obviously win into one episode. Yes. Yeah, I feel that they have their expectations, but ultimately, you know, again, there's times where Greg Davies just kind of gets real arbitrary with his points, which is fine. He's the taskmaster. <laughs> and I would say on the show, you can kind of break challenges down into a couple of major archetypes. Um, one of them is what I call three-dimensional apples to apples, <laughs> <laughs> which is you're given this in, this painfully open-ended request, uh, like we talked about with the prize task at the beginning. Uh, bring me the bring me the most money. Uh, where you just say like, what the hell does that even mean? You know, is it like most number? Is it? And then Greg Davies essentially just plays uh, the chooser in any of those chooser games, and that's one type. Um, another type is do the thing the fastest or the slowest, uh, where it's actually measurable. And then some of them are just like real weird riddles, <laughs> where it's almost like a pass fail if you can solve the riddle. Almost escape yeah. room like, yeah. Yes, and and for some of those, what I really love is that there's, or, or I guess maybe the next ones are just sort of these odd tasks that you have to do. Mm-hmm. But in a every so often they throw in an escape route that you can immediately win if you happen to do the secret thing. You know, oh, I looked up, or I turned the page over, paper over, or I could, you know, Morse code figured what this says. Yep. And those to me are so much fun. Um, I don't know that I've seen anyone actually discover the secret out. Well, I can't actually, remember, but they're fun. One of them, one guy recognized that, that there was. Yeah, this, but oh, then he didn't yeah, follow through. Just like this, and then yeah. never bothered to follow. And I was like, oh, you could have won the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that um, you can tell early episodes from late episodes because it, when they first started doing this, it, the world was your oyster. It's like, oh. I can do anything I want to meet, make this achievement. And then about season six or five, they started putting more restrictions yeah. on the, you can't leave this space or you can't <laughs> do blah, 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 as opposed to, uh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You just have to get as many ping pong balls into that hole over there as you can uh, from, you know, starting from this spot. And then the, in later you know, episodes, there's a lot more caveats as to what you have to not do or do. Because you start, you know, there's a learn. Everyone starts learning how to start thinking outside of the box on some of these tasks by watching previous shows, and so you've got to, got to kind of rein that in a little bit. Oh yeah, but I mean it makes one, sense. But some yeah. of the people haven't watched the previous shows, and they're still handicapped. That is true. That is very true. And I'll tell you, there that there are some genuine moments of just you want to cheer when people accomplish certain things and then you know the task and the tasks themselves are frivolous you know (laughs) but when they accomplish it in a particularly spectacular manner you're just like oh man that was great (laughs) or or they had that one one season where there was one of the comedians whenever there was a physical challenge it was like i throw the thing chunk i I get the deal into place and every time they had you know a soccer or kick or throw it was magical and you're like how did that happen? Uh, it, it and it just it was delightful and surprising, and also it felt sort of like, oh, that's not the point of this at all. <laughs> oh, every every so often having one is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They also love to do the thing where they say like, okay, you have to, and I'll just pick one that came on the show but isn't really consequential. You have to kick a soccer goal uh, the fastest, and you'll see someone like miss and miss and miss and miss and miss and miss, and then eventually make this amazing shot. And they'll show you the entire thing edited together in like 20 seconds so that you feel it really was this person maybe took a minute to do it. And you're like, wow, that's stunning. And they're like, yeah. And then, you know, the comedian that's on will be like, you know, I couldn't believe I did it either. It was fantastic. And they're like, how long did that take you? Like, oh, you know, it took me a couple shots. They're like, over how much time do you think that took you? 
<laughs> oh, I mean, what did it edit down to? 40 seconds would take me three minutes. They're like, uh, 29 minutes. It took him 29 minutes to kick a soccer goal from 15 meters away. Uh, let's show you a little more what this looked like. And then it will just be, you know, like a sped up clip of miss after miss after miss after grab after grab um, for some of those uh, yeah. so that you can kind of see what the whole thing actually looked like after, you know, the comedian kind of gets their moment of the spotlight. And that's one of the things that have often impressed me because I'll watch them do certain things and, uh, you know, there's like, oh, I don't know, drain the most water out of a tube or something. But as much sand from here to there. Yeah. And then they actually measure this stuff. Yep. In ways that I didn't expect them to see. And, you know, Alex Horn will be like, oh, yeah, so you moved 14 grams, which is, you know, 42 baby mice, you know, or something. You always, you know, oftentimes they'll throw in some weird uh, weird uh, comparisons. Yeah, that, that's and oh, okay. So they will do the time in such a way it will be like that was twenty-seven seconds and fifteen minutes. You're like just to make everybody <laughs> think how impressive that the comedian was was, and you're like, oh, that was oh, not so good. And so they do a real good job, an excellent job at sort of spinning your expectations midway through, which is where you can say, oh, comedian. Yep. They, so, they, go ahead. And I was going to say, they do a really good job of taking these things, making them feel competitive, making them feel like they have weight when genuinely they have none whatsoever. <laughs> because yeah, the I prize mean, desk is definitely rigged. And the grandest prize you can win is like a styrofoam head of the Taskmaster painted gold. So there which, is no stakes whatsoever. You got paid whatever... Uh, your normal wage would be through your union to be there, and that's the show. I, I have to say that the biggest fraud of the entire thing is pretending that that head looks anything like Greg Davies. And they've admitted that. I've, I've watched some behind-the-scenes stuff, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't really look like him at all. <laughs> uh, Coincidentally, none of them in the other countries look like their taskmasters either. Huh. Um, I've watched him now from a couple of countries and you're like, wow, it might be worse than the Greg Davies head, which is <laughs> impressive. Well, when he mocked it at one point, I became very comfortable with the fact that everybody yep. knew it was going, but yeah, he mocked the beautiful, amazing head. And, and I was like, okay, all right. They all know this. I don't have to be upset about it because they're, they've admitted it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so. One of the the British, this is a British show, which means the seasons are usually pretty short, uh, anywhere from six to ten episodes. Mm -hmm. And so you can burn through them pretty quickly. Incidentally, most of them are on YouTube and you can watch them, uh, which is how I've been watching it. Um, but what I find just amazing is you really get to know the contestants, the comedians, and, you know, you start to get your favorites and your root, and you can't wait to see, oh, what they're going to do. And then when the season's over, you start a new season, it's like these five strangers, and you're like, oh, I want yeah. the other ones back. And then a couple episodes in, you're, you're, you're completely into this group as well. Right. Yeah. And, and there are times where I'm like, oh, I wish this person was, was, was in an episode with this other person because that would be a lot of fun. But the one season that they had Neil and Mel and yep. – I don't remember who else it was, but there was like three or four people I knew in that season. I was like, this is the best season ever. And I do have, I do have a question though, Bruce. Mel I, I took might have the, an answer. The little plot the little taskmaster symbol off of each envelope and shoved it into a pocket yes. right after she read the thing. What did she do with those? Did I miss that? I have no she, idea. She um, kept saying, I'll melt them down later. <laughs> <laughs> that was I've never seen what that ended with. Um I, I know. No clue. I would guess somewhere in the internet is probably like footage that was on YouTube or something that shows whatever finally happened to all those wax seals. But yeah, and after a while, like especially the ones that were live on stage, she was almost like pulling it off in an exaggerated manner and then like winking at the camera. Yes. <laughs> uh, she was like, oh, I'll melt that down later, right? And it, and then like put it in her pocket. And you're like, oh, okay. I, what is where's this going? Yeah, I, I no expect clue. that she just washed her jumper or whatever it was with it in the pockets, and that was the end <laughs> of that washing machine. Um, <laughs> my hope is there's some children's charity that got like three of them to auction off or something. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That's my hope. But yeah, no, I have no idea whatever happened to that. And if you have never seen the show, uh, once you see the episodes where that's in, you're going to go, oh, okay. 
Um, you also learn, there's one more thing I'll tell you. It's a, it's a spoiler, but I think it's a fun thing to know is you learn a lot about Noel Fielding. That <laughs> you never would have guessed. True. True. Um, yeah. If you know him, uh, from like the mighty Boosh or even from, uh, what is the British baking? Yeah. The great British yeah. baking show, the great British baking show, uh, whatever he- you think, you know about him, you're going to learn stuff as you watch taskmaster. So was he the guy in the uh, boiler suit with the yellow boiler suit with skeleton? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was the, uh, probably one of the biggest surprises to me. I was just, I, at first I thought he was just kind of arty. And then as it went on, I mean, he was still arty, but yeah, Yeah. he was, he was fun. He was a, I liked him. (laughs) Yeah. And like, that's his thing is he's very arty. If you watch him on any of the other, and that's the thing, like my wife and I talk about this all the time, uh, is that like the Brits are great at panel shows in quotes, which is just this concept where like we have kind of a, a completely made up game show, uh, that's for no stakes whatsoever. And we bring comedians on and they just talk. Um, I would say in the U S probably the best version we've had, uh, recently was comedy central did at midnight. Um, and at midnight was probably the best version we've had in the U S in a very long time, but the, the Brits do it constantly and you will see Noel Fielding show up on a lot of these and he'll be dressed as a moth in, uh, (laughs) platform heels. And a lot of that, you're like, Oh really? Huh? Uh, as you watch him through the show, he uh, sort of feels like, uh, you know, you took a, a Plato version of Andy Warhol and um, <laughs> uh, the guy who drew the uh, Melty Watches and, and a couple of other people and you extruded him into a uh, a Muppet. And that's yep. him. That's Noel. And, he- and, and the best part of that was one, one of his tasks was to kick a soccer ball. And suddenly he's got like mad soccer skills. So he's wearing like platform boots or high heeled boots or something. And he's like, boom, you're like, whoa. <laughs> and he even says like, if I would have known I was kicking a soccer ball, I wouldn't have worn my platforms today. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, I mean, can I go get trainers? They're like, no, you're here. You're dealing with it. He's like, oh, okay, good. And then he's like juggling a soccer ball in a pair of four inch platform shoes, um, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. Uh, the yeah. other the other thing to kind of frame it for this, I'm going to give you one task completely away that shows up on every single version of the show uh, to give you kind of what I think is the best idea of where this show goes. Mm-hmm. And every one of them does it, which is there is a portable basketball hoop. Uh, depending on the show, in the U.S. one, it's like on the other side of a pool. On the British one, it's just in front of you. And there's a basketball on the ground, and the note, the letter is on the basketball. And you pull it off, and it says... Uh, Put the basketball in the hoop. You cannot touch it with your hands. You cannot touch it with gloves or anything that would work as just a covering for your hands. Fastest wins. And you inevitably see people, especially in a country where soccer is a sport that they care a lot about, try to like kick it back and kick it through the hoop. And then you see people like grab rakes and try to use the rake handles as chopsticks to pick the ball up and put it in. And then you see uh, some people that try to create an elaborate Rube Goldberg machine to do it. And then there's always that one guy that's just kicking it over and over and over again. And then every show, one person like does it for a while and then looks at it, grabs the entire basketball hoop, throws it on the ground and boots the ball through the hoop. (laughs) Um, And that is Taskmaster. Uh, because when that happens, it's inevitably one person and everyone else on the show goes, oh, God, you could have knocked it down, couldn't you? <laughs> um, that person usually comes last because there's the first guy that tries to kick it through and it takes him 71 minutes. And then there's person with two rakes that took him seven minutes. And then somebody has some miracle thing where they built a machine, quickly kicked it in in two minutes. And then catapult. Yeah. or yeah, builds a <laughs> catapult fast. Uh, out of like two people in the crew. Uh, and then the last person just knocks the whole hoop over. And that I think is a perfect uh, concept of what this game is. Uh, there are so many ways to do a task and so many different minds working on it. And some are just, once you look at it and you see how to break the game, you're like, Oh, if only I would have thought of that. And that is sort of the brilliance of taskmaster is seeing how you can break these unfamiliar games. And I've yes. got to say, and there's, the- First three or four seasons, it's really easy to go, oh, this would have been super easy to have done, blah, blah, blah. And Alex got more sophisticated at how he created the puzzles later that it's not always so easy to see the broken little bit. No. Yeah. 
And there's two other types of tasks kind of outside of what we've just discussed. The first are tiebreaker tasks in case they happen to have a tie. And these are apparently just little things that they do and whoever... You know, they put the two people who are tied against each other and whoever does it fastest or best or whatever. It's pretty unarbitrary. It's just, you know, whoever does it in the shortest amount of time or gets the most paint on the wall, whatever. Uh, And so those are always kind of fun. But the other one is every so often, usually every two or three seasons, they'll make one contestant do a task that nobody else has to do, isn't worth any points, but they don't know that until they're sitting there on the stage and they reveal it. Or, or do a task that everyone ha- else has to do, but with an extra penalty oh, yeah. thing or an extra yeah. task that they have to do. Yes. <laughs> and those just crack me up. The first one is, you know, he had to count out, what was it, like SpaghettiOs or something. So he it dumps was, this cake, counts them all out. beans. Yeah, the beans, uh, beans in a row. Yeah, and what's beautiful about it is, is because they the very first time they did this, and we're sorry to break this, but we like to. It's just so much fun. Is he uh, the taskmaster looks at Alex Horn and says, "Hey, Alex, how many beans are in a can of baked beans?" And Alex says, "Well, there'd be no way to figure that out, uh, Greg. That's just not like it's not a knowable thing." And he goes, "Really, you don't think so?" And then a clip starts of one person. <laughs> counting every baked bean and then you see them like it it runs back to the stage and you see them looking around at everyone else and realizing they were the only one that had to count a can of baked beans right Uh, yeah and those are amazing it's just so funny (laughs) yeah and the group tasks are weird because you've got an odd number of people and so there's always a group of two and a group of three and so the way they award tasks or add extra things to make it for more people and and those almost never turn out the way you expect them. And that is that they have group tasks. They have five people. So there's always a group of three and a group of two. And most often those are your interpretive uh, apples to apples kind of tasks where it's hmm. you have 20 minutes and a budget of 175 pounds. Uh, make a commercial for water. And they have to just film something. I'll tell you, one of my favorite tasks was when they had to uh, interview a woman and then write a song about her. Yeah. Oh, that was great. And painful. And then, yeah. Yeah. And the one group, the first group they showed was like, nobody expected the musical ability that came out of that. You know, the song was solid. They both, they did great. (laughs) And the second one did what you would expect a group of comedians to do. And it was still fun. Um but it was just completely completely different and it was like how do you how do you rate rate these but it was just such a surprise it was fun and it was also super cool because in that season the two people that were together like had failed every task they missed every like thing you could see uh you had no expectation for them only because of what you had seen up until now which was they were just not good at taskmaster the game uh, but apparently both of them were musicians. So all of a sudden they're like, hand me a set of drums. Uh, give me two, g- give me three different guitars. Uh, I'll just, I'll just get them with pedals. And yeah, they <laughs> made an actual song. Whereas you're right. The second group who were strong competitors in this game uh, were not musicians. They were comedians. And it was a fantastic moment to have that kind of cool underdog moment uh, in one of the episodes. Yeah. So one of the other kind of tasks I like is the, oh, we're in the entryway to the, to the building look in the basket, get something from the basket, and then come back when we're doing the stage show and present something to Greg Davies. Yep. You know, it's like, uh, it could be, oh, we're going to do a film of us bouncing balls around the world. It could be, we're going to have to bring a gift, you know, um, whatever it is. It's like, oh, I have to think about this while I'm not on the show or on the lot. You can feel sort of the excitement or dread. Or the, hey, I just got 20 pounds. I'm going to bring a paperclip. You know? Yeah. What's funny, because almost all the tasks are like, you know, you have 10 minutes starting. Your time starts now or whatever. And then a lot of those tasks are like, you have four months. Your time starts now. <laughs> and it's cool to see, like, given... Because that's one of the things that's usually just like a, a, an escape room. We've talked about that once or twice on here. And some of this feels that way where you're constricted by something around you. Like you're constricted by time or money or physical space or where you can go or how fast you can get there. Uh, seeing ones where it's just like, okay, we're going to constrict the thing you do, which is you have to buy Greg Davies a gift and here's uh, 20 pounds to do it. Uh, but 
you have all of the rest of the resources of everything within your network and the planet just make it happen. Right. Uh, is super cool to see. Like you're on a morning radio show. You can blah, 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 or whatever, you know, yeah. play, play it, play it all up. Um, so, so much fun. And so a couple other things is that, uh, they've, they've got a book and a game out. Yep. And I got the book and I will probably be giving it to myself for Christmas. Uh, because I've left it at work. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're excited by it. You know, yeah, I will be excited <laughs> I hope you're by excited it. Excited and surprised. Uh, you've used them already, right? Yes, um, I've actually used them for some corporate events. Um, so the book in the game. Here's what I will say. I'm going to start with the board game because it's a little bit easier to kind of take care of that one. I've bought the game. I've bought the expansion, uh, which there is an expansion. You can only get it in the UK right now. Uh, you have to import it if you're in the US. And you want to get it. Um, the only thing I will say is, is there's sort of a thought that we have with a board game, which is that if you buy a board game and you sit a board game on the table, you can play a board game. We assume you need nothing else. There's even debates throughout the hobby where if I have to have a phone to play the board game, is it even really a board game? And are we allowed to do that, Bruce? And then what are we even doing with ourselves? Uh, so this acts like a board game where you don't need anything. But then it says, like, go to your kitchen and make the best sausage. So I feel like you need a little preparation on it. Um, beyond that, it's really amusing because it's a lot of tasks where literally the game is written by Alex Horn and he has called all the tasks from the years and tried to pick the ones that would most likely fit in your house. So there are garden tasks and there are uh, lab tasks uh, and there are kitchen tasks and there are, you know, um, uh, I forget, I can't remember the other part of the house. I'm trying to see if I had the game close to me. But they're like for different parts of your house. And one person is the taskmaster. So essentially it really becomes apples to apples. And everybody else has a certain amount of time. I think usually most uh, tasks are between three and five minutes to do whatever the thing is. Um, here's what I will say, uh, fellow game of tears. Uh, there are some people that when you pull out a game like Say Anything get really happy because they can provide their own answers. And there are some people that when you pull out, say anything, uh, like start to form like a fake cough and leave. <laughs> um, this is even more so. If you are not ready and you do not fancy yourself some amount of an improv comic, this game is not suitable for you. Um, because if I say to you, okay, you have seven minutes, make the best sausage and your mind just goes blank for seven minutes, this game is not fun for you. Um, so that's the one thing I will note is you have to be kind of a willing participant or somebody has to decide that you're going to be the taskmaster for the whole game. Uh, the tasks are fun. The game is entertaining. There's a tiny little Greg Davies head you can win. If you get the expansion, there's little, little Alex Horn where he's just like a little uh, cardboard cutout. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, everything feels right. The look of the game feels real good. Like everything about it's good, except for it is Taskmaster, the home game. And if that like gives you existential dread, nothing in this game makes it easier for you. Mm. Is there enough thing that I will note? Makes and sense. Then, have any of you checked the book out? I mean, I've got it. I haven't looked through it because like I said, I'm saving it for Christmas. Okie doke. Well, here's what I'm going to do is we're going to take, so there's a whole bunch of different chapters. I'm holding the book right now. Hmm. Uh, and the book is, if you get it in the paperback, 220 extraordinary tasks for ordinary people. So literally it's just a book of tasks. They tell you where the tasks are going to be, whether they're parties or pubs, or they call transport tasks where it's either going to be uh, on public transport or in your car. One's for the holidays, one's for rainy days, one's you do alone, advanced tasks. And then they added 20 new to the paperbacks. They've called them the new tasks. So I'm just going to pick one here. Pick one uh, that has to do with large one. crowds because we're not going to be going there anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> So let's take a pub task. And literally, I just want you to know, we've not set any of this up. I'm just going to the page and reading one to you to give you an idea of what the book presents you. Because in all good theory, this is Alex Horn trying to pick things he thinks you could potentially do in a pub, just like with this book. Mm. Um, let's take a look. Okay, so I'm at party tasks. Uh, here's task number 18. Task type is social. Everyone can take part at the same time. Special apparatus required loads of coins make the highest tower of coins on the wobbliest thing after the <laughs> task your taskmaster will rate your things wobble with a mark out of five a uh, height of the tower in centimeters times your things wobble rating will be your score 
Highest score wins. You have 200 seconds. Your time starts when your taskmaster wobbles. <laughs> nice. And, that could and be that's fun. It. It's a book full of that stuff. And it, once again, if that's the kind of thing that makes you smile, you're going to love everything about this. So um, if, if I took a big stack of Inverse Genius wooden coins and, and piled them up on top of a Claire, I would... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would give you, I'd give you a five wobble rating for a live cat. <laughs> couldn't, like, there's just no way you could get me to give you less. I don't know what would be wobbly. Well, if a Claire's a lazy cat. <laughs> <laughs> now I will skittish. tell you, you're not. No matter how late, unless as long as that cat is alive, I'm not going <laughs> below a five. I refuse. Unless unless you make your your tower on water, unless you have. <laughs> The magical Jesus coin, and it sits in water. <laughs> I will then lower Eclair down to four because someone balanced it literally on water, and I don't know how much wobblier you get. Mm. I love it. Hey, there is one other way to kind of scratch a Taskmaster itch, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Alex Horn will tweet out tasks periodically. Yes, you, uh, if you go to the at Taskmaster account. He sometimes says there's also one and I need to buy it. And I think I might. This is a good reminder to me to buy it now is they did one for charity where it is all videos of Alex telling you what to do. And all the money goes to a homeless charity in the UK uh, where he does a full game. Another thing. One thing I'm going to note about the board game. One more thing that I forgot is that um, the final tasks in the board game, you scan a QR code and it takes you to a YouTube clip of Alex Horn telling you what your final tasks are. Mm. So cool. it's just a, a super cool use of technology there. Uh, that's not really required. Some of them uh, do not have the QR code, so it's not like it's unplayable, but some of them will do it. They also have an intro in the book where if you scan it, uh, Alex Horn welcomes you to the game and explains to you that Greg Davies didn't have the time, so he'll be filling in as the taskmaster, but don't worry, Greg Davies is still around somewhere. You just totally aren't going to see him. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope all of this discussion has excited you to at least check it out. Uh, I, I am so glad Bruce that you brought this into our lives. My wife and I have been watching them and just laughing and enjoying them thoroughly. That's yep. awesome. And I'm glad I could do it. I, I stumbled over it randomly because game show nerds talk about it all the time. And I'm glad I finally took the time to watch it so I could share it with everybody. I will, I will say it's sort of a pain to watch them on YouTube because I keep getting lost in where it is and what, what season and all that nonsense, but it is the only place. And so that's where I've watched them all, but finding the right episode is not always easy. Well, there is a history in YouTube you can look up. That's what we've always had to do. <laughs> but if you look at, if you do a playlist, they don't appear in the history. So Which is why start, we don't do a playlist, sir. You start in the playlist. <laughs> you don't do a playlist, sir. Tin is only in a playlist. The, the, uh, the individual episodes aren't all out outside of a playlist. Some of them are, but not all of them. And... <laughs> If you take a look, there's also some fun things you can do uh, for season 10, which is the current season that's out, or series 10, as they call it. So if you look for a playlist, you're not going to find it. It's going to tell you it's restricted in your country and you can't watch it. But if you search for it in the search bar, it will come up and work. Um, so there's all <laughs> kinds of weird things. Also, uh, if you're the kind of person that knows how to mask your location and just pop up in the UK, uh, you can find a lot of them that way. Mm. Cool. And then what's also fun that we found is to look at some of your favorite contestants and then, you know, pull up some of the stuff that they've done there's a there was a for comic relief there was a D&D game with uh, James Acaster and uh, Phil Wang and uh, a couple other people as well which honestly it wasn't as fun as I had hoped it would be but it was still kind of fun because it was apparently like two in the morning during a 24-hour telethon thing but still and there was another sort of whose line is it anyway with about four of the characters just going back and forth so it's fun to see see the comedians as they are you know what they became famous for, I guess. <laughs> you will also find that a lot more of like the British chat shows become a lot more fun for you. Um, if you are a trivia nerd, there is something called the, the big fat quiz. Uh, they do the big fat quiz every year. It comes up on boxing day. So the day after uh, Christmas, uh, they do the big fat quiz of the year. So the big fat quiz 2020 is coming up soon where they ask essentially these same people just do, you know, like we always had with Hollywood squares and stuff like the same people appear on all these shows, right? Um, so they're on teams of two, essentially playing pub quiz about the year with Jimmy Carr as the host. Uh, they do one of those at the big fat quiz of the year. And then they do the big fat quiz of everything for the year. So it can really be about everything. And if you like the people you see through taskmaster uh, and you want to see them just like answer trivia questions for fun, uh, that is another one you can check out, uh, which is actually we got to it backwards. We found those 
uh, really liked them and then started to get into Taskmaster. Cool. Uh, what's, one tip while watching is bef- after they announce wh- what the uh, the prize of the day is, what would you do? Is pause it and decide, especially if you're watching with a group of folks, what would you give for that particular thing? Because I thought that's a little fun thing that we do here is like, oh, we need something round or blah, 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 something collectible. What is it that you would get or give for that prize is, is sort of a neat little thing to, to draw in some more, some more involvement. And, yep. and if you want to share how you feel about those things, feel free to let us know at Inverse Genius. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, guys, it's been a lot of fun. I'm excited, but now we're going to go watch some more episodes, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Is, is there anything that you want from Taskmaster that you're not currently getting? I, I, uh, just Richard Iowati on Taskmaster. Uh, oh, that, that really the thing that I want. Um, I also know that they just finished season 10. They're already in season 11. They expect that's going to come out very soon. So just more Taskmaster, uh, which I happen to like. And then I know I'll give one preview here. So I'm talking to Alex Horn right now. We might get him on on board games to talk about the game design of a show like this. Oh, um, nice. We're still working on it. He's very busy. Uh, he's been very polite and said, yeah, I would love to do it. I'd love to do it. And then just he just doesn't have the time. So we'll we'll figure it out. But there might be a point where we'll be talking about this on the big show, on the main show, on the, the game show as well. We should find a care package and send it to him. And maybe that will get him, get him interested. Or it would scare him. Because <laughs> uh, we'd be sending like a like a like a physical object. That you know, whatever it whatever it takes. Eric, <laughs> anything you want from Taskmaster? I'm scared right now. I just enjoy it. It's good times. Watch I think the show. Taskmaster would be a neat monthly subscription box service. Hmm. It's like you get a box, you get your tasks, you do your tasks, and you put them up on YouTube or whatever it is. And I think that would be be a fun little thing for for them to do and probably no no trouble or work at all right bruce oh i i'm sure it would be incredibly simple uh, <laughs> do i also have you take a look there during especially during the beginnings of the pandemic when everything was locked down across the world yeah uh, they were doing the social distancing taskmaster where literally they would do what you're talking about which they would give you a challenge at the beginning of the week and have people send in videos all week and then like make a compilation uh of the best task answers. Um, I'll give one quick story because uh, I saw Alex Horn talk about it on an appearance in the UK where he was like, yeah, you know, so we did this so that people could have fun because we we're like, everybody's trapped and how can we help? And that was how we could help was to try to take people's minds off of, you know, just being trapped in their house. And uh, yeah, we saw and someone sent us a news story from Des Moines mm-hmm. where uh, they were on the news because we featured them <laughs> on our, <laughs> on our uh, on our account and the BBC like put it up as part of their stuff because you know like we're connected or Dave or whoever they were with at the time and they were like so it was just real weird hearing like an American accent with people that clearly don't know what in the hell we do saying <laughs> like oh it looks like some people have been featured by the BBC today and he's like we don't even want to tell them sure it's the same BBC that brings you the news why not okay <laughs> <laughs> For throwing things over your house or something. I <laughs> want to say that might have literally been what it was. <laughs> oh, I saw the thing. Okay, just, so you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yep, yep. So cool. that's it. I guess now I feel better about wrapping it up because we've had our final question and uh, we've done our final task. So let's let's actually wrap it up this time. Um, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, come back. Uh, we will hopefully keep producing Inverse Genius episodes unless Eric decides to put this as an onboard games episode, which could happen depending on how strapped we are for content. But anyway, I'm Donald. (laughs) I'm Eric. I always go second, Bruce. I always go second. I'm sorry. I'm Bruce. Thank you. (laughs) And you've been listening to... (laughs) Uh, Inverse... Genius! (laughs) That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.